Coming up in this podcast, Brendan Grills, Ritz-Carlton Sale, Women Directors, Digital Disruption and Small Business. Welcome to Mark My Words, the weekly podcast from Business News with Mark Pownall and Mark Beyer discussing the important business news and data stories from Western Australia. Hi, I'm Mark Pownall. And I'm Mark Beyer. Welcome to our weekly podcast. Uh, Brendan Grills has thrown a spanner in the works for the state government and Colin Barnett's chances of re-election. Mark, can you summarise what's happened this week and what does it mean? Uh, An extraordinary week in state politics. The Nationals have been very independent over the last few years and yet Brendan Grills is ratcheting that up another level. Uh, They've been at odds with the Liberals on a number of big issues, local council reform, uh, FIFO camps in the Pilbara, privatisation of Western Power and on that one... Terry Redman effectively led a walkout by the Nationals who declared they were opposed to the sale of Western Power, which of course is the centrepiece of Colin Barnett's budget strategy, his budget repair strategy. So we already took this view that they were quite independent, very um, strong in their position, and now Brendan Grills has come along, regained the leadership from Terry Redman, who is very highly regarded, a very successful minister, and quite extraordinary proposals for a big tax slug on BHP and Rio Tinto. So really quite bizarre. A tax that would only apply to two companies, none of their competitors. A very substantial increase in what they would be paying. Um, He's talking about domestic gas policy changes there, um, a whole range of things, big cuts in payroll tax, and that'd be nice, but if you can get the money through the door in the first place... So real tension there within the government and not what they'd be looking for in the lead-up to a state election next year. So it's going to be fascinating to see how it pans out. But, yeah, so there'll be some uh, fascinating discussions around the Cabinet table. Yeah, I haven't heard anything, any business person I've spoken to say any of that's good. And like you say, payroll tax, great. But generally speaking, and the same thing with adding extra royalties, uh, it all just means that we get less GST. So, you know, it's a, it, you can't act unilaterally in this sense. Oh, well, we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, Mark, the Ritz-Carlton at Elizabeth Quay has only just started being built and it's already up for sale. Yeah, really uh, surprise development there. Only a couple of weeks ago that Colin Barnett was down at Elizabeth Quay hailing the start of work on the Ritz-Carlton. Uh, Far East Consortium, um, an Asian group, they've got a, a diverse array of, of property assets They are the developer, and they're also doing the two apartment towers next to the hotel. They're going to keep the apartment towers, but sell on the Ritz-Carlton. So very surprising. I mean, the hotel industry, it's a bit of a strange one. You look at the brands up on the the building, and yet there can be someone totally different that actually owns the property separate from the operator. And this seems to be heading down that path. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be a real test of just how much value there is in prestige hotel properties in Perth at a time when, as we know, there's lots of hotels um, available already and more underway. So there's a real risk of oversupply there. Mm, And we'll get to Airbnb in a minute too. Uh, Now, we had a couple of major moves, Perth's female directors, uh, in the past few days. Uh, Diane Smith-Gander and Tracy Horton had new roles announced. Now, Mark, quick question. Which do you think is more significant from a WA perspective? 
Well, having had a look at that, it's very rare that there aren't many women as directors of ASX 100 companies, even more unusual to find someone who's actually a chair of one of those companies. That's right. So Tracy Horton becomes the f- only the fifth ASX 100 chair who's a woman uh, and the only one in Perth. Uh, Navitas, a education company uh, uh, provider, and uh, she's got an education background, so there's a neat synergy there. She's also been on some other boards. Uh, and generally, you know, and I had a good look at this, uh, not many women directors at all in WA anyway, 123 or so out of 720 listed companies, and most of those, or a good proportion of them, are in our ASX 100 uh, companies. There's about six in WA. Uh, Diane Smith-Gander is one of those Perth-based directors, but in fact she has taken a role with AGL, uh, a major company that's not based here. Uh, she's also stepped down from uh, Ferrovial, uh, oh, broad spectrum. Oh, sorry, broad spectrum, which has taken been taken over by Ferrovial, and uh, I thought she was going to hang out there a bit longer, but it looks like the AGL opportunity uh, has uh, allowed her some room to move. Um, so Diane is very senior in WA as a female director, um, and this is a good move for her. But it, I think we, I think the Tracy Horton one is has got that local feel because she is, as you say, chair of a an ASX 100 company, and she's ba- and it's based in Perth, and she's based in Perth, so quite significant. And I suspect, watch this space, Tracy's next move will be to be on the board of another ASX 100 company that won't be based here. Anyway, yep. interesting times. Uh, I interviewed uh, Airbnb's Australian chief, Sam McDonough, uh, a former Perth guy, on stage earlier this week. Uh, Mark, what did you take away from that? A phenomenal growth story. He put up a graph showing the uh, increase in usage of Airbnb, quite spectacular. Uh, 7,000 listings in Western Australia, um, and in the past year, I think he said 150,000 bookings or people have used Airbnb. So, yeah, an amazingly successful story. Raised a bunch of regulatory issues. I know from reading my local paper, there's concerns that have been raised. But uh, he had some good stats to counter that that relative to the number of rooms and the number of bookings, the incidents are very at a very low rate. But you know, they need to engage with local councils and work on planning and regulations and so on uh, to ensure that there aren't issues. Mm-hmm. And the other big one is them interacting with the hotel industry, similar to Uber and the taxi industry. I think quite clearly Airbnb actually creates a bigger market overall but you've got to say they're taking business away from hotels. Mm. I'll tell you what I took from it, and, you know, uh, Sam was very much is an on-brand guy. I mean, he's an ex-digital uh, disruption. You know, he's been in eBay, QuickFlix. There's been lots of things he's involved in, but he's now, you know, part of a global company, and it really struck me. This isn't, you know, some little startup. This is a major company. Its, uh, its market capitalisation is substantially more than any of these quite large, major global hotel groups. Um, and, you know, he's not talking like, oh, we're going to find market or get in there in these little niches. He's the major player, and, and the, the branding and the way they talk to the market is really what they're doing nowadays. Um, they're, not, they're not just a technology company. It's incredible. Um, now, Mark... Small business is a very big part of the economy. Is it, just briefly, uh, we've got a feature on it. It's doing it tough. What's your thoughts? 
Yeah, look, Matt McKenzie has been out and about, off to Midland, down to Gosnells, talking to people out there at the front line in a lot of very traditional small businesses, and a lot of them are challenged. And it's perennial issues, red tape, regulation, payroll tax, stamp duty, you know, a lot of frustration. And people in these traditional industries with very soft demand, you know, they would love to find the uh, breakthrough idea and be the next Airbnb, Airbnb wouldn't we all? Um, but for most of them out there, it's tough yards. And the latest um, surveys suggest that there's not many small businesses believe the state government is doing a lot to help them. Mm. So it throws out a challenge there for the policymakers to be mm. more constructive. Well, the state government's got a few months to solve the small business riddle. Mm. Good luck. Uh, well, look, uh, just to promote our CEO lunch, it's a feature in the paper we've had for the last few editions. Um, our CEO, Charlie Gunningham, talking over lunch with some senior business people. Uh, this week, coming up, Tony Howarth is our latest um, a really well-known director, so look out for that. Thank you. And it's a good read. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mark My Words with Mark Powell and Mark Bayer from Business News. For more information, please go to businessnews.com.au forward slash podcasts. And to receive these regularly, search for Business News WA in iTunes or SoundCloud. <laughs>